I'm very sure you have an important life, but whatever you are doing, stop and pay attention. It's the afternoon, a podcast with Brent and Robbie. I don't know if sassiness is a symptom of malaria, because if it is, I think you've got it. All right, can I can I get away from uh, what I'm wearing right now? Or do you want to? Yeah, as long as we come back to it. Listeners, if uh, if I do die by the time you hear this, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play <laughs> as uh, my dying wish. Welcome to the Afternooner Sports Podcast. With me, as always, is Barry White. Just kidding. This is Robbie, not Barry White, but I have a little bit of a cold. Brett, how are you? Good. I, I think you're uh, selling selling your sickness a little short here. Now, I am. we're here with Sunday School Billy. He's in his Moonlight Trail Run 5K t-shirt that we all ran together. Mm-hmm. It's a night, It was a nighttime race, if you couldn't tell by the moonlight in the name. Wonderful, wonderful race. A lot of fun. Now, uh, Sunday School Billy and I are looking at you, Robbie, and the Dwayne Skeen Memorial Studio, it, it runs a little hot. Yeah, it uh, does. In fact, I think when we had our, our big boss man here, uh, President Ellis... Last year, I think it was. Yeah. It's been over a year. Yeah. We asked him to wear basketball shorts and a T-shirt because it gets so hot. Of course, Did... he ended up he ended up showing up in a tuxedo with tails. But oh. well, that's because the only pair of shoes he owns are wingtips. Always a gentleman, right, he, Robbie? He did take off his top hat and cane when he sat down, though. So, so Billy and I are are looking at you <laughs> in the Dwayne Ski Memorial Studio, and you are wearing a T-shirt. Over the T-shirt, you're wearing a dress shirt. Over the dress it's, shirt. It's a casual dress shirt, just for the record. Fair enough. Then you're wearing a fleece over that, and oh then you're gosh. wearing your winter coat. You have four layers on, including two coats, in the Dwayne Skeen Memorial Studio. Robbie, you do not have a cold. You have the flu. I just want the record to show that I'm a gamer. I wasn't going to miss podcast night. We appreciate that. It really does and show. maybe just the fear that uh, you guys would have went on without me like that one time in September. That's all you. That's all you think about. It. Just you have these night terrors of, of the podcast. <laughs> that's, going that's on. That's actually why I have the chills and the shakes right now because because uh, I'm fearful of that happening. I so, mean, I did ask Brent today, "What are we going to do if Robbie doesn't come?" And he animatedly said, "We'll just we'll do it anyway." And I said, "I don't know if we can do it with only two people." So then we started lift, listing off people we could do uh, do with as a third, and ended up with just a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm a doctor, and so let's talk about your symptoms here, Robbie. Because by the time this podcast comes out, you got a 50-50 shot of even being alive. So let's just find you know, when I'm listening to the podcast later in the week, I'll be like, turns out I got that one right. Now, I am a doctor who is using WebMD. So to be clear, you have muscle aches all over, yes? I mean it's more just lower back, like achy lower back. Okay. Have you been running or lifting or deadlifting weights? <laughs> I've been recently. Uh, I've been doing a new uh new push-up routine lately, 15 in the morning and 15 in the evening. It's really made a difference in my my pecs. That's not going to make a difference in your lower back. So so you do have body aches. You on our way to the studio, you asked to stop at the store to get a Gatorade. And then you yeah, proceeded I, to drink that entire Gatorade. Yeah, I did. Uh, because my body's exhibiting the telltale signs that 
everyone knows to watch for where you can tell that you're dehydrated. Right. So you, so you, you're coughing. A little bit. And the flu is, to be clear, after Gooners, the flu is a respiratory virus. It has nothing to do with your stomach well, whatsoever. Wait, but Robbie, you haven't been throwing up? No, that's that's not the flu, then, Brent. I don't know what you're talking about. But now, see, this is a great. Now, Sunday School Billy here is playing the part of the ignorant American, <laughs> and we at the afternooner, which is probably about ninety, not to say that ninety-five percent of Americans are ignorant in general, I, wait, but we, on this at the topic af- at the afternooner, we pride ourselves on making sure the ignorant American is represented. Well, it just th- comes so naturally. I thought you were going to say 95% of the after new, after gooners out there are ignorant, and that's got to be no more than 60%. Yeah, it's probably about 60%. The average that's after fair. gooner is a highly educated person Absolutely. who knows the difference between a stomach virus and the flu. Influenza. Yes. Can I t- a real I- quick story from, uh, from gym class in high school? Afternooner is all about real quick stories. And uh, we called the class AP Gym. Because we were taking it, it as like four of us who were taking it as juniors, they were friends, and uh, all together there was probably like 14 juniors, and uh, and then we just, we joined a freshman gym class, because in our high school you had to take gym as a freshman and then not again. So we took our AP gym class, and uh, there was a guy, uh, a popular guy in our class who would later be- And his name wasn't Brent Klein? No. No, it wasn't Brent Klein. He's a, he meant there's another popular. Oh, okay. he, he, once yeah, came, he once came to my birthday party in middle school. But uh, anyway, he he ended up being the class president. He actually, I think he's still in prison for frauding like a dozen banks in Michigan. So white collar crime. Yes, a white collar crime. And he had been sick for a couple days. And he came to the class and our very kind wrestling coach and and gym teacher was like, hey, you've been out of school for a couple of days. Are you okay? And this student said, I've had the influenza. Huh. And another student says, uh, yeah, that's a fancy word for the flu. And that student, who is now, I believe, in prison. Wait, looked, which, which student? The student who said the influenza? Yes. Okay. Looks at him and was like, no, it's different. They're not the same thing. Huh. I mean... Just uh, just a point as matter of fact here. I have heard it both ways. That's fair. But uh, yeah, of course, Brent, because they're the same thing. That's why you've heard it both ways. Well, are they so the same thing? Are they though? are they the same thing? But hey, what are the chances that when you know when you're talking like most likely to succeed, you know, with the yearbook every year, that this guy, you know, just happened to be the most likely to commit white collar crime? Yeah, it's uh, I I really don't think people would, you, would have thought that. Like uh, when this guy was he was a popular guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Where, you you're looking at him. Are you wanting something, some misfortune like that to happen, where it's not, not tragedy, or at least not a tragedy that's not completely of his own doing? Are you wishing that upon him? Is he that kind of popular guy? Are there a lot of people in your life, Robbie, that you wish them to go to prison besides us? I'm talking about high school. Well, I I don't I I didn't have a lot of I I can't say I had a lot of overflowing goodwill for him, but I did not like <laughs> just sit in my bedroom imagining him in a federal prison. <laughs> Uh, minimum security, though. It's minimum <laughs> security, right. I'm on WebMD right now, mm-hmm. and maybe what he was referring to is the difference between influenza or stomach flu. So maybe in his mind, influenza is the respiratory illness, and stomach flu or gastroenteritis, and how do you say that? Gastroenteritis? Uh-huh. He actually did much better saying that than he did saying James Winston's name last year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that was me. I think that was one of our, one of our guests. 
We'll so, go back. We'll go back in the but, episode. We'll check, we'll check the tape. We'll yeah. check the tape. They, they should not be calling it a stomach flu because that just WebMD should not be calling it a stomach flu because that just encourages people to be confused about what they're protected from and not protected from with the flu vaccine. Mm. So if I understand Billy correctly. I have not exhibited stomach symptoms, therefore I don't have the flu. Is that what you're saying, Billy? That's exactly. But you do have influenza. You definitely have the Spanish flu. So I don't have the flu, but I have influenza. Influenza. Yes. And did you did you get a flu vaccine this year? Robbie? I don't think so. Uh, I know my kids. My wife just brought up this week that my kids got a flu vaccine. So unless uh, unless the pediatrician just slipped a shot in my way while I was holding uh, holding our two year old down. For her shot, uh, I probably didn't get one. Are you being serious that you're not sure? I, th- I think I most likely didn't. But it, you know, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I'm, I'm really sick right now. I'm really sick. I'm in a little delirious. I've got the sweats. I mean, can you guys tell? You yeah. got the sweats because you have two different jackets on. Yeah, but I'm freezing, Robbie. I don't. So like, I want to. <laughs> Are don't... we sure you don't have malaria? Are we sure you don't have malaria? Well, I haven't been into contact with mosquitoes for quite a while, so I'm pretty sure I don't have malaria, Brent. Well, I don't know if sassiness is a symptom of malaria, because if it is, I think you've got it. For certain. No, we, we do appreciate you being here. Uh, we do I'm want... a soldier. You're a soldier with malaria. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't, we're not laughing at your sickness. <laughs> we, we do appreciate you sort of soldiering on in the podcast. Absolutely. We do want to berate you a little bit for not getting a flu shot. They're free. And even if they're not, they don't protect you 100% and they don't, you, they still diminish how severe the flu is when you get it. Yeah, but they, I don't know, they, Brent. They, they make you a little sick right? I've, when you take them, don't I've, they? I've heard of people who have gotten the flu from taking a flu shot. I'm glad you brought that up, Billy, because that's not true. What? Where, where have you heard that from, Billy? Have you heard that from WebMD? I have heard that from many people. Most recently, my lovely wife, Annie. Are you sure you want to go down this uh, this road? Could you uh, just delete all that, actually? <laughs> sure. We'll delete it, Billy. I think I think through conversation, she because she didn't feel well, and there is a chance after getting a flu shot that you will not feel well the next yes, day. Brent, I, I actually think you experienced that. That's absolutely right. That. You got some, You got some sort of... Aching joints and things like that. But that's, that is that is a common thought that like, oh, I don't want to get the flu because it will give me the flu, which is just absolutely not true. It's, no. it's not possible. But what what can happen is, again, speaking as the doctor mm. in the room, not a medical doctor, but I learned a lot from poetry mm-hmm. about humans, mainly the heart and a little bit the, uh, the brain, but also the uh, endocrine system. As well as circulatory and digestive. I mean, and is, calf is, muscles, right? And calf muscles. This, I do. I do a lot. This about is a calf standard muscles. in any uh, doctor of philosophy degree program. Absolutely, correct? absolutely. I mean, I mean, the, the thing that I study is poetry about the immunosystem in humans, as well as actually muskrats. That was a that was an elective class that I took. It, it wasn't required. I think there's actually a market for that. If you want to make your stake your claim, plant your flag. As the muskrat poet scholar, I I think that is turf that has not been treaded upon yet. Muskrat poet is a title scholar, I, but I, can I just be a muskrat poet? It sounds like actually a great mascot uh, for the next time we're brought in as a consultant of some college that needs to change their name from Redskins to something else. I know there's the song Muskrat Love. We'll play it here right now. Muskrat Susie, Muskrat Sam. The jitterbug out in muskrat land and they shimmy 
I swear that was just you on your children's toy instruments recording that track. No, that was you've a got, real. You've that was a really, real song. You've gotten really good at this audacity editing thing. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm good. But to be a muskrat poet, like I, I mean, we were talking about titles, demolitions expert, um, inspector, robot whisperer. I really want muskrat poet to be on there as well. So that's what you want on your afternooner business card, Robbie. If if you being delirious with the flu makes us come up with things like Muskrat Poet, I hope you never get better. Robbie, have you added me to the LLC yet? So let's get back to this Muskrat Poet thing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> hey, I actually, I want to complain about bureaucracy for a moment. Of course. I, I know I'm deviating from our agenda we had for the show today. Which is what? <laughs> uh, muskrat Poetry. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually got the letter back in the mail sent to the Afternooner addressed to my house, and I'm like, hey, here's the confirmation of the LLC paperwork. But no, it was a letter from some bureaucrat named Ben Dietrich. I might be fudging on his name a little bit, but his initials were B and D for sure. And it was a letter saying that I filled out the form incorrectly. (laughs) Because he outlined it in the paragraph what I needed to do, and I called, I made the correction, and I spent another... 44 cents on a stamp or whatever stamps cost these days. What do stamps cost these days? Do you guys know? I literally have no idea. Uh, 44 cents is a good guess. But And I sent it back in. So we're still on track to be legal Smeagol. 49 cents. But here was the, oh, yikes. Yeah. Man, that's really eating into our uh, our seed money for the afternooner. But I here was the error that I made. The line says right here, or fill in the blank with what you want your LLC to be called, your limited liability to be called. And I wrote the afternooner, right? Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the letter said, in the title of what you want to be called, you need to use the letters LLC, L period, L period, C period, or write the words limited liability company. And then you need to send it back in. And I called the woman on the phone and I said, do I need to, I should have recorded the conversation. We could have played it right now. And you could have told her, by the way, this is being recorded for the company <laughs> that we're working on. But I, uh, I called her, I said, so I just need to write in LLC right there in that empty space. And she's like, yes. Even though it says, write the name of your LLC here, I still need to write it in. She's like, yes. Do you need me to initial it? No, no, sir. That's just write it in and send it back. So I literally wrote the letters LLC after the words the afternooner and mailed it back in at 49 cents because that's what stamps cost these days. Did you ask her like, hey, if you had just said this over to the phone and then you wrote LLC on there for me, this could have gone a lot quicker. Look, I didn't want to upset the bureaucrats. I didn't want to upset whoever. I assume she works for this Ben Dietrich guy. I didn't want to upset him. You know, because they said I had 30 days to take care of this clerical error mm. or I'd have to spend another, submit the fee again. And we we don't have the budget for that. Do you think Ben Dietrich coughed into that envelope before he sent it to you? I mean, I I noticed some white powder in there. So either he's uh, 
So wait, what are you what are you accusing this man of, Robin? Uh, it might have been anthrax. That's what I'm suggesting. All right, so I do have a funny story. So do you as funny as it could be talking about when some like terrorist type person was sending around anthrax in envelopes to congressional offices. But I worked for a congressman in 1999, and there was these anthrax scares. Right. Where all these mm-hmm. do you remember this? Billy? I remember that, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And uh and so from the congressman's office I worked for, I took uh, an envelope from uh, that said the congressman I worked for in the return address, and I put my own stamp on it. I paid for it, but I used the congressman's envelope, and I sent my friend, whose nickname is Nut. It was his birthday, so I sent him. I just poured out a bunch of peanuts in the envelope, not thinking anyone would think anything bad about this, and sent it to him in the mail. He said he received received it. Uh, his birthday is November 1st. He said he received it right before Christmas. And he said, that thing had so much tape on it, it looked like it had been open at least 15 times. <laughs> and by the time I, he's like, what was in there? And I'm like, it was just a handful of peanuts. He's like, well, it was just a fine brown powder by the time I received it. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. There was no, Ben Dietrich did not try to uh, anthrax the afternooner before we even got our LLC off the ground. That's That's good to know. Fine brown powder is a great, name for a song on your and nuts first album <laughs> great what what the heck was that laugh was that just like a great a courtesy so, laugh that was like i was about to cough and i i cu- smothered it with a laugh it sounded like a, a researcher sam laugh that's <laughs> sort of it sounded yeah. like yeah yeah you're gonna blow me off right now uh, so, so anyway much, so much so anger i took care of the clerical air we're still on track to receive our llc with with myself included on that, right? We can change that whenever we want. We can want. change that. We just yeah. have to have the agreement. Yeah. Where Where's it at? Uh, Robbie? It's in the box in the hallway right now. Really? I've not made any changes yet, Billy. Well, that's fine, but we, we can soon. You, we can write you in right now if you want to pause the show. I can't wait till you're delirious with this sickness, and then we just start having you add all kinds of names and then you come out of your hallucination, like I don't remember doing any of this. We kind of talked about that last time. Can can we just add anyone we want? Do they need to sign something? Could we trick them into signing something? I, I think uh, we would need your signature mm. next to. But yeah, we could easily fake your signature. Yeah, do other people. I do it all the time. You don't. Well, I know you do. I gave you permission to. It's legal. That's legal, right? That's actually a good question. Didn't print. Speaking of signatures, didn't I give you a transparency with my signature printed on it? So you could put it on any document you wanted to copy it onto? Yes. Have and you abused that yet? I don't even know where that is. Good. Are you lying to me right now? No. Sort of don't like a... don't lie to delirious influenza riddled Robbie. I thought you were just gonna end it delirious, like that was your new nickname. What's so my rapper name? Mm. So uh this is I think a couple years ago it was the first day of the semester, and I was sick with not the flu, but a stomach bug. Gastroenteritis. Yes. <laughs> Gastroenteritis. There you go. And uh, whenever I get sick, Ravi, I don't know if you're like this. Whenever I get sick, I get very emotional. And uh, so I was in bed, and I was watching a movie. And, you know, when, when you're in bed watching a movie when you're sick, you want just comfort food, right? And so what you want, that means essentially a movie from your childhood. So I was watching Ghostbusters. Hmm. The, second, a, the a, second one, right? Yeah, <laughs> the second one. So what? And you've seen Ghostbusters, I'm sure, and all our Afrikaners have as well. So, do you remember the moment when, right before they climb the skyscraper, the the city street like opens up, 
and they fall in and everyone's really concerned and then they climb out and everybody cheers. So at that moment in the movie, I'm sitting in my bed watching it on the Kindle and I just start crying. I just, I'm so <laughs> moved by everybody cheering on the Ghostbusters that I'm crying. Another moment I can remember is when I lived in Idaho and Emmett Smith was still in the league. So he's with the Cardinals at this point. I actually think he was still with the Cowboys because he got the all-time rushing leader and they stopped the game and had his wife and kids come out and I was sick on the couch watching the game and I was crying for <laughs> Emmett Smith being the... Are you crying now too over my crying story? Uh, no, I, I could definitely relate though. Uh, yesterday I took my kids to watch the movie Storks. It's an animated film. I had not heard of it before but I think it came out last year. And it was okay, you know, but I, by the time we get to the end and everyone's being reunited and all's right with the world, yeah, I'm just, I'm misty eyed. I'm looking away from my sons that I wanted to see that I'm, I'm choking up and I want my wife to see. And then I look over and there's two other dads from our church that are at this event and they, they can tell that I'm wiping tears off my eyes. Here's the other. So I think, yeah, I think the symptoms were coming on. I think I have the same thing, Brent, that I get emotional watching bad movies or wait, movies. wait, wait, wait. Well, the Storks was not a good movie. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to lump the first Ghostbusters. If we were talking about the second Ghostbusters, it would have concluded that. Thank you. But uh, the other time that I get a little emotional watching, like, you know, the types of films that you shouldn't be crying at the end of, when I'm on an airplane. Mm. So I, mm. I can't remember. I think it was the uh, the Incredible Hulk movie that came out before the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk. Yeah, with I think Eric, Eric, Eric Bana. Eric Bana. I want to say Eric Beta, but that's not his name. It's Eric Bana. Yes. So I'm sitting in the airplane in, in a seat between two other people. The worst seat to have on an airplane. Between two other people. In the end of this... Uh, Why is that? That's double the amount of friends you can make on an airplane. It is. Do you, choose, do you guys choose aisle or window if you have the choice? I always go... I'll tell you. Either is better than middle. I don't okay. understand. Why is middle bad? The, in middle, you have to fight for an armrest. I like having a guaranteed armrest. Let me tell you what you can do. You just raise those armrests, put your head on one person's lap, and just lay your legs out across the aisle. They'll, they'll give you those armrests as a kind of negotiation. Yeah, before you know it, you have the entire row to yourself. I think you'll find it works just fine. So there I am between two strangers crying at the end of the Eric Bana Incredible Hulk movie, and I've got no way to look, to hide it. I just, I just kind of look down, and I'm hoping neither of the people are looking close enough at me to see tears drip off my eyes and onto my tray. I hope you, uh, and this is like when there's a communal screen, right? Like everybody's watching the yeah, same it was, movie. Yeah, everyone's sharing the movie. It wasn't like a personal screen. I hope you just looked at both people and were like, uh, my wife just left me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's get back to uh, influenza not being real. <laughs> That's certainly an interesting theory. That was your wife's theory? Uh, no. That's no. what I heard. You, yeah, this, is your chance, this is your chance what, to clarify. What, you're really out of it. What does sometimes happen is, so I think it takes like two weeks to be fully protected yes. from the flu shot. Correct. So it's possible for you to already have the flu by the time you get the flu shot or that you don't have your antibodies built up. And so people think it's there for the flu. And of course, like many vaccines, a vaccine is not it's like 100% effective. I think like typhoid is like 60% effective or something or 50% effective. And the flu is like 50%. It changes year to year. So you can still get it even with the flu shot. Mm. Get your flu shots, everybody. Don't be like Robbie. In this specific case. In, in the rest of your life, be like Robbie. He's a very good man. But in terms of the flu shot, he's 
essentially the Joseph Stalin of the vaccination world. Wow. If you're on my team and chose not to get a flu shot this year, or maybe just are not sure if you got one or not, call us at 517-798-6187. Adding on to that, I do want to clarify, we want to know why you didn't get the flu shot. So, Robbie. Yeah, are you a, are you a flu truther? Is that a thing? Fluther. Oh, oh that's great, Billy. Fluther, I mean, yeah. I'm going to start crying at just the mention of that. <laughs> that's actually the goal tonight Tweet is that right to try now. and get Robbie, Robbie to cry at something <laughs> because he's sick. <laughs> so speaking of uh, fluthers or well, flu truthers. Let me, let me say this. Yeah. So, so we live in a very um, divided world right now where every, you know, you're supposed to respect the other side and you're not supposed to like make claims about truth or not, you know, just like, you know, every respect everybody's opinion and whatnot. So we're either teachers here or we're in front of students. Mm. If you were in a room and a group of students was with you and a student said vaccinations cause autism or vaccinations are deadly, don't get vaccinations, would you speak up against that? Or would you say, well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and if you if you think that, then, I mean, that's your right to think it. It's hard for me to imagine a scenario where I use the sentence, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Wait, so not just in that scenario about that topic, well, but pretty much any scenario, you're, that, you're never uttering that phrase. Is a sports-related topic as well. So if someone's like, hey, I really think the Chicago Blackhawks have a chance to win the Stanley Cup, you are a liar. <laughs> Actually, so sports, appropriately enough, is probably where I'm most likely to use that sentence. And then with your vaccination statement is where I am least likely to use that sentence as a response. Especially with, with a little little girl on the way. There's absolutely no way I am letting vaccination ignorance run amok in my building. So it sounds like you wouldn't say everyone's settled to your opinion, but would you actually go the extra, the extra step there and say... You're would, just plain wrong, and you're ruining it for the rest of us. I would say, listen, you're not entitled to opinion. Get out. What do you think this is, America? This is Soviet Russia. I don't even know where I'm coming down by saying by saying Billy is advocating <laughs> Soviet Russia there. I just know <laughs> on the back of your Moonlight uh, Trail Run shirt, there's a giant hammer and sickle. <laughs> I, I found it like that. Are you mad about Robbie's pity laugh again? Yeah, he kind of gave me another pity laugh. and It was... Uh... Yeah, sorry. It wasn't intended to be a pity laugh, but it's, it's hard. either I'm going to come out with a cough or a pity-sounding pity laugh. It's hard for you to laugh with that many coats on. Yeah, my uh, my stomach's a little constricted. It's like you're in the middle of a bad skit. I don't know that you're you know you're doing something with clothing, some sort of skit with clothing. You're going to keep taking off your shirts. All right, can I can I get away from uh, what I'm wearing right now, or do you want to? Yeah, as long as we come back to it, there's always time for that. So this weekend, speaking of truthers, vaccine truthers, flu mm. truthers, mm. this weekend I'm watching uh, some of the NBA All-Star Game festivities. I don't watch the slam dunk contest because uh, there's only a few slam dunk contests people should watch. 2000 with Vince Carter, the ones from pretty much 83 till uh, 89 with Dominique, Dr. J, Spud Webb, Michael Jordan, and then that first ABA one where Dr. J dunks from the free throw line. But the best part about it, if, have you seen the footage, either of you? No, no, is uh, he's he more or less has to push the crowd back because it was just a half court show, and he goes all the way to the other basket, in in like a crowd of people, and then has to uh, kind of like a playground scene, you know, people crowded around the court, 
That sounds great. I think you're leaving off another dunk contest, though. Is it the D Brown dunk where he no, chills for Reebok and pumps up his Reebok pump shoes? 2011, when my neighbor's adjustable hoop was lowered to eight feet, and then they went away for the weekend. Because that that dunk contest was wicked. Who who won? You or Billy? I, I wasn't there. I wasn't invited for that dunk contest. I'll tell you who didn't win. The Rim. Those kids, you want to talk about crying people. Those kids were crying when they saw that rim busted and on their driveway. Sorry. Hey, if you don't want me to do it, raise the hoop. From six to seven feet. From, it, was, it was an easy seven and a half feet uh, okay. hoop. I'm sorry. Uh, the hoop that we have in our driveway, and it was like this when we moved into our house, was stuck on, it's stuck on like, I think it's six feet. So even though my vertical is about eight inches tops, I really can do some special dunks. <laughs> so hey, my, about, my sons are so impressed. How about this idea for a dunk contest? How about they raise the rim to whatever the height would be for a quote unquote regular person's vertical? Sure. So then we could see actually like how high they can jump, right? Because Vince Carter's dunked that one year when he put his arm in the hoop, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, like, it, when when Dwight Howard dunks on a ten foot hoop, he's six ten, six eleven. So when his arm is up, he doesn't even have to jump twelve inches. I mean, he can jump a lot higher than twelve inches, but he only has to jump twelve inches. What, the, the, isn't that like the equivalent of like an eight foot hoop for me? So I want to see Dwight Howard dunking on a thirteen foot rim. Shouldn't they also uh, adjust for the reach of a player? Absolutely. So uh, let's say the average vertical leap of the average, you know, mid twenties American male. Let's say it's ten inches. So that immediately the hoop has to be at least 10 inches higher, 10-10. I also think the ball should increase in size. Oh. According so, to the size of their hands. So if, uh, mm. if, so if, someone, if Spud Webb has the same size hands that we do, he should be using a smaller ball or a regular ball. And Shaquille O'Neal yes, a regular is using, ball. A, is using a, a much larger, proportionally the same size ball as Spud Yeah, he's Webb. using like a leather beach ball. I think that's what was so great about watching Spud Webb dunk. I think it was 86 or 86 that he won the slam dunk title. Because he's barely getting up high enough, and he looks like he's—I mean, he was like five, five, eight, five, six—and he's he's got the ball in both hands. Like, really, it looks like it's a beach ball. Do you do you think we'll ever see future basketball where the ball is shifting size mid-game and the rim is adjusting for height based on whoever's attacking the oh, rim? Oh wow, that is a quickly changing rim. If that's the case, yeah. But te- with technology, anything's possible. In what the future. if? What if we didn't? I mean, maybe changing the ball is impossible, but just so the rim circumference changes Ooh, as the pass goes uh, from one player to another, or the rim is just on a consistent raise lower, kind of like a carnival game. Yes, I like <laughs> that. Or what if um, this is part of your strategy? Is that the the circumference of the rim is changing, and so players are trying to like shoot it at the right moment yeah. as it's also going up and down. I mean, yeah. maybe what, the, what would that do the, to the records? What would oh, that do to the man. record books? I mean, I think it would solidify them for all eternity, right? <laughs> I think, but I think basketball is kind of one of those sports where uh, records aren't as sacred as, as say baseball, and maybe baseball is the only sport that people like complain about records being sacred. But seems like a baseball-y kind of thing to do. Yeah, baseball. 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 That's enough of baseball for me. Let's move on. <laughs> so, but I really want to talk about from All-Star Weekend is the three-point shootout. Okay. The winner this year was uh, Eric Gordon of the Houston Rockets. Okay. Put in a fine performance. Speaking of record, I won't bore you with this. Anyway, but the guy that finished runner-up, Kyrie Irving of the Cleveland Cavaliers, 
and it wasn't his performance because I was rooting. I heard he said this before the competition, so I was rooting against him because I didn't want him to win for this very reason. Wait, can I stop you for a second? Sure. Before you get to, I think the reason for your story. I do you know that the All Star Game was three months ago, and that it's April fourth. Like, do you know where you are right now, Robbie? I don't know why you're talking about All Star Weekend. We covered that on a podcast several months ago. Are you? You're not going to fool me, Brent. We're in my living room recording the podcast as we usually do. <laughs> hey, tell that French maid to talk to Winston Churchill and have him bring over some more drinks. I have no idea what's going on right now. I don't know. I assume you're just hallucinating. Just adding to your delirium. Um, but no, Why didn't you want Kyrie Irving to win? Because he, in an interview, I think the day of or the day before, he told reporters that he doesn't believe the wor- the earth is round. He you mean believes, like a perfect circle? No, he doesn't. Yeah, no, he, it's not the pear-shaped thing. He believes that the earth is flat. Wait, is the earth shaped like a pear? That's I, that's what I've heard, but maybe it's the... I also heard influenza and flu are two different things, so maybe I'm wrong on that. Well, no, I, it's not a perfect sphere. But a pear is a much different shape than a circle. A pear has, yeah, I mean... It's got hips. Would you say the earth has hips? And if it did, what countries would most define the hips of America? Uh, the ones that do the dipsy dips, that's for sure. I think those were the greatest birthing rate. Yeah, that makes sense. That actually does make sense. <laughs> so Touche. So the earth is round. Debated. So it's yeah, a debated point. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, uh, and this was quickly pointed out by reporters in many articles written about this comment, is that who attended Duke University, a fine academic institution, for in, long enough to play 10 games with their college basketball team. So he was there less than a full year at Duke. And so many reporters question the education he must have received at Duke in uh, seven months. Um, Do you think that comes up in freshman curriculum in Duke? That like, hey, by the way, everyone, the earth is round. I mean, they probably should add it into their first year seminar at this point. <laughs> so, But uh, surprisingly, a couple NBA players came to his defense. I don't, did you guys see this? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm reading it right now. There's some pretty interesting quotes. LeBron James said... Uh, said every, he's entitled to his own opinion or something like that? or right? wait, this, wait, Really? Because this gets us to the very issue of the vaccination. Like, Billy's like, no, you can't say that when it comes to vaccination. Surely you can't say that when it comes to the earth being flat. Billy, could you? is that what LeBron actually said, or am I mis- oh, I, misremembering? Uh, I can find out. I'm just thinking about... How different you and LeBron James are. I, I mean... I guess we are more different than I once thought. Hmm. So, so Robbie, this you don't want to see him win because the idea of a professional athlete believing that the world is flat. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to change my line of thought because here's what I really want to ask. I mean, I, I, if I'm an interviewer, and frankly I am, the question I would want to ask Kyrie Irving is, okay, if it's flat, can you like give me a three-dimensional like shape of what it is? Like, is it just like a long rectangle? Sure. Can you make out of clay... Like an exact rep, like a model of what it is, right? Because it, does it is it bowl shaped? Like what is what is happening? Is it a pizza? And can you be on the other side of it, Brent? He shouldn't have to do that because you're buying into all their lies about the world being round. You're starting from the presupposition that the world is round. Don't make Kyrie respond to that. 
No, I, I, why can't we I, start I, from the presupposition that the world is already flat? I, I, you defend that it's round. I, Tell me how it's round. Well, I, I would show. You, I, I mean, we can do that by looking under the horizon. Yeah, first that, of all, that that was the joke is that he uh, let's fly him let's fly him up on a NASA spaceship so he can see that the Earth is round. Well, but I, no, but I think then, well, I guess you're not able to see all of the continents at the same time, right? That's how you. But isn't I? I just. He still believes it's a three-dimensional shape, right? Like there's some sort of shape to it. So what is to say it's flat? Is it like a piece of paper that has no um, height? Height. Thank sure, you. Sure, I get what you're saying. Or is or even volume? Or is it or is it more like a square? Yeah, you're you're blowing my mind right now. No, I I would love to talk to Kyrie Irving and say, listen, you've got a lot of money, and you have a lot of free time. I've got a very little money. And a lot of free time. <laughs> Let's take a trip together, because I like your question of like, what do, you know? Does he think you're gonna fall off the edge of the world, or can you walk on the 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 bottom of the world, or like the other side or, of the world? Or if it's flat, and yeah. then there's some sort of volume to it, so you have a height to it. Yeah. Can is there like that do one you step you corner. take? Right. Yeah. You t- you turn a complete. Make a complete so, turn. Uh, let me let me interrupt you. When Kyrie is listening to the podcast and he hears this discussion right now. Yeah. Is he recognizing us as honest brokers, people that are willing to ask the tough questions? Is he willing to maybe fund a, an institute or a center at Spring Arbor University where we all work? Um, maybe to the tune of $10 million. If we're willing to have these conversations further, if all that's true, are we taking his money? Are Probably, we going to be willing to have those conversations? I just I just want to go to the edge of the world with Kyrie Irving. Is that, Robbie, is that too much to ask? Are you feeling okay? Because three years ago, Kyrie Irving donated millions of dollars to Spring Arbor University and here you are acting like it never happened. Are you are you feeling all right? I'm, I'm sorry, Brad. I, I just forgot. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm here. I'm fine. So no. I did find a LeBron James quote. Kyrie is my little brother, he said Saturday evening. That's already biologically incorrect. So hey, can we even trust that? Hey, LeBron is entitled to his opinion. <laughs> the quote continues. If he decides the earth is flat, that's okay. So he doesn't earnestly mean. I mean, that's that's a way of keeping peace in the locker room yes. and 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 saying like, media, I don't care what you think because he doesn't actually believe that statement. Because Le- if yes, correct, LeBron James, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say LeBron James believes that the Earth is round. But you know, someone who uh, supported Kyrie Irving, another NBA All Star, Draymond Green, Michigan's own Draymond Green, said he doesn't have all the information on the subject and was unable to assess whether or not. The world was, in fact, round. So mm. is this a massive control of the national media? Yeah, so that's what the media is having a field day with uh, Kyrie Irving saying this. LeBron James is his teammate and apparently his big brother. So, Again, that is just not genetically true. If you're not familiar with the NBA, Kyrie Irving's about 6'1 or 6'2. LeBron James is 6'8, uh, 6'9, right? Is what that, do, what but, does that have to do with that? Yeah, what, like, that doesn't... You just anything. said not, not genetically true. Well, yeah, but not because there's a seven-inch height difference. Brent, hey, how much taller are you than your son? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Actually, hey, only I'm about three sick. inches. I'm huh. sick. He has a pituitary gland problem. It's not funny. Are you sure you don't have a pituitary gland problem? Both Brent, can be true. You're, you're two and a half feet taller. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Draymond Green uh, tweeted in 2010 that uh, he believes the Earth is flat. Is he serious? Yes. And uh, another NBA player, not an all-star this year, Wilson Chandler of the Denver Nuggets, seemed to agree that the world might also be flat. So it's a commonly held myth 
much like um, much like with the flu shot, this is our really our truther or our fluther episode. That the that that people thought at the time of Columbus the world was flat. Mm. People did not think the world was flat at the time of Columbus. What did they think? They thought the world was round. They oh. just didn't know what was on all parts of the planet. You mm. thought you could go around to hit India. Otherwise, if you thought it was flat, getting to India wouldn't make any sense. Sure. So, so uh, the ancient Greeks knew yeah. that the world was in some way shaped like an uh, orb with a core with uh, with a curve to it. So was it the uh, maybe the the crew? of the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? Was it the crew that maybe um, were not as educated as the explorers like Columbus? And they could they have been just... You, no, any that? sailor would know by... like Because yeah. I, I read with the children's books that I read, the crew was questioning Columbus, Brent. Well, they they, they were questioning him because he was a horrible man who by his third voyage was coming back in chains. Uh, he was a terrible leader. Uh, and and accidentally became what he was. But you can look, you can watch a ship on the horizon and see it sort of sink into the horizon. What do they think is happening in that moment? Don't don't we need to rewind this twenty seconds and talk about how Robbie gets most of his uh, historical information from children's books? <laughs> uh, that's one of my areas of specialty as a librarian. Oh sure, yeah. So so uh, I think I I started to say this earlier, but media's been having a field day with this. Um, and there's some theory out there that Kyrie's just trolling, that he's just kind of putting on, um, and that maybe his teammate LeBron James is in on it. Maybe some of these other players are in on it because Irving has recently said uh, to the media, "You guys take what little things I say and make big stories or make big deals out of them when they're not." So it's certainly possible that's what he's doing. Draymond Green's quote: "He's talking about the photos from NASA. Who's to say that picture is telling the truth?" I can make a round picture with my iPhone today with the panorama camera and make it look round. The, so doesn't, I mean, this speaks to a larger, I mean, look, it, the, it, I don't know if he's trolling or not. I suppose congratulations if he is, I don't know. But I think the fact that we can't tell whether he's trolling or not speaks to our cultural climate. And isn't this what happens sort of in the world of politics? Like we all know people who are, quite um, zealously enamored with our current president. And no matter what happens to him, there is a ready-made excuse. There is a ready-made alternative narrative that simply cannot be corrupted in any kind of way. So it doesn't, it, like there's just no impeaching, pun intended, this, this narrative as to who Donald Trump is or what government means or what a particular story means. And and like this is happening then in the sports world too. Like well no, I like whatever you say, you, you know, it's it, it's the it's the logical equivalent of saying Billy Robbie proved to me that we did not all get invented 5 minutes ago and were implanted with memories of our entire existence. Like you can't prove that. Or I should say you can't disprove that. Sure. I actually just found a new article. Kyrie Irving was trolling everybody. Oh, he got us. He he actually has gone on. He's, this is a quote. It would be scientific. This was yesterday. It would be scientifically impossible, which I'm totally aware of that, Irving said after the East's all-star practice on Saturday. I just feel like the fact that it's even a conversation is hilarious, he said, that that could actually be news. It's hilarious. And the article goes on to suggest that he was doing this 
like as a sort of political commentary. Is it uh, is it not possible though that he uh, sure that he's backpedaling? That he's backpedaling because yeah, because people are real making him look stupid or trying to make sure. fun of him, and he's just right. trying to, yeah, And then what what does it face. say about Draymond Green? Because uh, he tweeted yeah. in 2010 that the world was flat. Is that supposed to be trolling about the in the middle of Obama's second uh, term? I don't, like, I, I don't know. So th- he goes on to say, "There's just so many real things going on, things that are going on that's changing the shape of our lives." I think sometimes it gets skewed because of who we are in the basketball world. Oh, man, what does he actually think? I don't like Kyrie Irving because he thinks that the world is flat or he thinks that the world can be wrong. I know the science. The fact that that can be real news and people are actually asking me that. It's a social phenomenon. What do you think about it? Are you going to try and protect your image? No, it doesn't matter. So hearing what athletes think about uh, hot-button issues like this reminds me about 10 years ago, a baseball player, I think he was with the Red Red Sox, Carl Everett, conservative Christian uh, made a made a big deal about that dinosaurs weren't real. Um, and I don't remember the quote exactly. I've got that quote for you, Robbie. Already? Wow. Billy is fast. Robbie, you asked him that question 35 minutes ago and we took a break so he could find it. It's, I feel like your sense of time is really... Are you sick? Wait, so you're telling me that we've been... We've been talking for 35 minutes and still haven't got, just are now getting to this? Robbie, we're on a cruise ship in the Adriatic right now. What, we what had, do you think's happening? We oh, had to, I, are you sure? I thought we were in the Baltic. We had to destroy the LLC, the Afternooner, what, 20 years ago for <laughs> fraud, right? Uh, we burned everything. Robbie, do you not remember anything that happened in San Francisco? Brent, don't talk about San Francisco. Is that why I have this tattoo on my, my left cheek? Of my face. <laughs> That's Delirious Robbie. Have a problem with Delirious Robbie? Give us a call. 517-798-6187. I don't want to see you stay sick, but I want you to keep getting your sick voice into such a nice groove. It really takes me to do at least a half octave lower. It's a, nice. it's a great place to be. Robbie, I'll, I'll entertain you. Do you want me to read you that quote again from William Hayes? You mean uh, Carl, Carl Everett? Everett? Oh, you're talking about dinosaurs? Did you think I meant uh, Willie Mays Hayes from uh, that baseball movie, Major League? I mean, uh, there's a quote from William Hayes about not believing in dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. That's not the, Is that a baseball player? No, William Hayes is a football, a football player, player yeah. for the Rams. Sure, let's go ahead. Let's hear what he has to say. Yeah, so he said, No, I don't believe dinosaurs existed. Not even a little bit. With these bones, it's crazy because man has never seen a dinosaur. We can agree on that, right? But we know exactly how to put these bones together. I believe there is more of a chance you will find a mermaid than you will a dinosaur because we find different species in the water all the time. Wait, does he mean a living dinosaur? Or a living mermaid? I don't know. Because he's right about that there's not going to find a living dinosaur. His teammate said he thinks archaeologists place his bones underground like a parent may hide Easter eggs. Got to do oh. something with your Saturdays. <laughs> so the uh, I found the Carl Everett quote from uh, the baseball player about dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. God created the sun, the stars, the heavens, and the earth, and then made Adam and Eve, Everett said last Friday before the Red Sox lost two of three in Atlanta. The Bible never says anything about dinosaurs. You can't say there were dinosaurs when you never saw them. Someone actually saw Adam and Eve. No one ever saw Tyrannosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex. But what about dinosaur bones, the reporter asked. Made by man, he says. Sounds like uh, 
William Hayes and Carl Everett are kindred spirits. Yeah, it does. Why are they denying some of the cooler aspects of our world? Like, why not deny, like... That we never actually landed on the moon. Or, like, I don't think scalloped potatoes are a real thing. Because, like, no one cares about scalloped potatoes. That doesn't add color to our existence. But the fact that dinosaurs were real... Like, I'm... nothing taps into my child side more than just having this existential moment that, like, dinosaurs were a real thing. Brent, I think that probably gets into a larger conversation than we want to have on the Afternoon Sports podcast. Because I think a lot of times dinosaurs are doubted because of a lack of biblical evidence for dinosaurs. So there is a lack of biblical evidence for dinosaurs, but is there biblical evidence that we walked on the moon? That's an excellent... That isn't... My gosh. Delirious Robbie is sharp. Yeah, you just... I'm seeing the world through a new dimension right now. And that dimension's... Dimension R. Dimension Robbie. I feel like I could walk on the other side of a flat world in that dimension. (laughs) Too bad uh, Dimension R is about to die here. Listeners, if if I do die by the time you hear this, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play (laughs) as uh, my dying wish. Well, there's no biblical evidence or any religious evidence for like a mantis shrimp. So are we are we celebrating Kyrie Irving for this troll? Are we I mean, what is our I mean, we think it's funny that athletes are asked social political things. We think it's funny that like celebrities are are testifying at congressional hearings and things like that. We see the absurdity in that. So, okay, I guess maybe he's making a point. But first of all, it's hard for us probably not to be a little skeptical that he's not so- trying to walk something back, especially since these people are coming to his defense. What That sort of leaves them out to dry yeah. if they're not in on the troll. Maybe they are. But, but, uh, but Draymond Green was so in on it that he backdated his tweets seven years ago. Or he just foresa- he had the foresight to see this was coming seven years ago while Kyrie Irving was still in high school. The long game. Let's talk about what our flat earth theory is. And you can take that two ways. You can take it either the the obviously real thing that you just kind of think like, I just, I'm not totally convinced that's actually the case. Or something that you would like to troll everybody about getting them to believe that you believe. I've actually got one, Brent, that it does keep me up often when I'm outside you know, on a nice warm day like today on a blanket and I'm looking up at the sky and I see all these these trails in the sky, these like lines of clouds. They're not clouds. And I just get really nervous that I'm just being covered in these chemicals that are poisoning me and I mean, that are killing me. Go on. You Have you seen these in the, in the sky? Yeah, I mean... Uh... I think they disturb all of us. I think yeah. we all have a sneaky suspicion that something nefarious is going on. So uh, <laughs> I'm talking about, of course, chemtrails. These lines in the sky that, I mean, if, if they're writing anything, they're writing our doom. Wait, the, these are the smoke things in the sky that are from uh, planes, right? And jets? Yeah, but I mean, what they are from planes and jets are, are chemicals that are, I you know, who knows? Are we talking about chemical rain here? No, th- these are these are planes are flying in the sky and they are releasing poisonous chemicals into the air, and they're they're killing us. And are, so okay, 
I don't know what they are. I don't know what kind of chemicals they are. So in the uh, in the theory of the chemtrail, is it that they're killing people or they're like brainwashing people? Everything. Or, uh, <laughs> That's why you see so many of them and different. They're different widths. You, there's a class you can take for reading chemtrails for like the width and the length and the. Is that true? Is that true that you can take a class? Um, I mean, gonna, it's if there's not, we're gonna make it. Like how, how do you spell this? Is it like C H E M, like chemistry trails? Yes, chem, as in or as in chemical. Oh, I, I've heard it both ways. But <laughs> so this is your this is the theory you would go with in terms of like wanting to troll people and thinking that you believe this. I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> so if you live in Andrews Hall and Billy Stone is your residence hall director, please know that when you see those trails mm-hmm. left by jets in the air. Mm-hmm. Billy believes that those are chemicals meant to either kill you or brainwash you into being a docile citizen. Absolutely. They are not condensated water from the jet engines hitting that thinner atmosphere. That's a lie. So uh, we've got to run through a couple ones here, but maybe uh, Barack Obama actually was not born in the United States. I've not heard this before. Who yeah. would, who would uh who would put this forward? I, I don't remember. I'm a little out of it today. So I don't remember where I've heard that before, but would that if that was proven to be true after the fact it was president, would that make all of his initiatives and executive orders null and void? Would Affordable Care Act be no more? Would we automatically repeal all those executive orders without having to write new executive orders to mm. repeal them? But that's not the one I want to talk about. There's also uh the JFK wasn't actually assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald, mm. then maybe it was the mafia, maybe it was the mob, maybe it was the Russians. I don't know. But the, that's not what I want to talk about. The one that I really, and I believe this, that the killer bees are not coming after all. I've heard about it since I was in third grade, reading in the weekly readers, the newsprint magazines they would give us in class, and we'd read about these African strain of bees and these South American strain of bees, and they were in Mexico, and they were going to cross into California soon. And eventually, they were going to make their way all the way up to the Midwest. They've not gotten here yet. That was 30 to 35 years ago. I believe the killer bees are a hoax. So you remember NASCAR expert uh, Eric Shaw, friend of the podcast. Mm, yeah. Uh, his He grew up in central Ohio. His mother actually had Ohio officials come to her property and say we have to kill your bees because they have the there there's killer bees in your hives. I mean I don't I don't remember all the details to it. Hashtag cover up. <laughs> Wait, so and man, I, I, I'm glad we, I want to work through this because I wanna I want to interview someone who has a conspiracy theory and I want to take them at their word and then just have them work through all of the details to it. So this is just practice, Robbie. What is what is being covered up? The killer bees are being covered up. They're not actually coming, Brent. They're not here. Okay, so what is what is the advantage of suggesting killer bees are coming? It's the same advantage that it gives the government for putting fluoride in our waters to control us. It just gives it's another free pass for them to be able to, you know, do what they want and use, you know, it's another cover up in their back pocket. No, how I many, don't how many policy that- decisions have been affected? Under the guise of, oh, we got to protect everyone from the killer bees. I don't know. How many? Well, the Affordable Care Act, to name one. <laughs> oh. that, the s- rationale for that Barack Obama initiative 
What's the killer bees? I am so excited to interview a conspiracy theorist. I want to do this so badly. So after after Gooners, listeners, if you have a favorite conspiracy theorist that you, you know and even close to you in your life or that you follow on the interwebs, email us, afternoonerpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at the Afternooner. Or yes, you can call us and leave a voicemail. 517-798-6187. So here's my favorite one, and I, I actually I, I don't have the computer in front of me, so Billy, I'm going to need you to look it up. Yep. There's some conspiracy out there where people believe like an entire century didn't happen, and some king just like changed the the century, and so therefore like built himself into like a great kingdom by saying like all this stuff happened that never like the, that we're actually in we'd be in the 20th century right now because an entire hundred years just didn't happen. So and that, it was just added to the calendar with a fake history. That 50-year reign of King Brent the Great? That's that's what you're talking about? That wasn't <laughs> oh, real? Oh, great granddad. I, I do have this in front of me, but before I get to that, I do want to ask you guys a question. And I want you to think of the name of this thing. I don't remember if we've talked about this or not. Do you guys know the name of a children's book series about a family of bears? Don't say it. Yes. Think it. Yes. Think of that name. Yeah. Do you, you have that name? Yeah. I want you both to say separately say that name on air. Wait at the same time? No, it doesn't have to be at the same time. Okay, I feel like I've been corrupted because I know of the controversy. <laughs> you do know of it. Okay, yeah. Robbie, have you heard Bear, of this? I'm not, I think, but we're talking about the Berenstein Bears, right? Berenstein Bears? Berenstein Bears? How do you say, how do you, say, you, how you say it is important? Like, what from your memory, what is the name of that? that? Berenstein Bears. That's, I'm... Well, I grew up thinking it was the Bernstein Bears. I thought that as well. I never thought but that. But I just took that. I mean, I've just taken yeah, as that a as kid. like a kid not yeah. knowing better. And then I know it as the Berenstein. Yeah. What, which is which is it? Is there a conspiracy is, around how to the, pronounce it? It is the Berenstein Bears. Oh, so that's close. S-T-A-I-N. But there is a conspiracy theory that like time has fluked or something because there's a large population of people that remember it as the Berenstein Bears, which is what I remember. I remember the Berenstein Bears. Wait, the, you mean Ber- that it was E-I? That it was E-I. Oh, yeah, that's exactly how I remember it. That is exactly how I remember it, too, but it is S-T-A-I-N. Oh, so I thought it was between Bernstein and Berenstein. No, that that I think is just a, a childhood thing of not okay. being able, of struggling with R's. But no, I absolutely remember it being E-I-N. Yeah, well, it is not that. You can go back to any childhood book and see... B e r e n s t a i n. So the Berenstain Bears. So obviously, the the fix to this would be just looking at your own childhood books that you have at your parents' house. Sure. So has anyone done this? Yeah, everybody has, and it's all Berenstain. But that's where the sort of conspiracy theory comes in. That like time has changed, but our memories haven't. That like physical uh. reality has changed, but somehow like this group of people still all remember it as Berenstein, which I very much do. Well, memory is, uh, I mean, yeah. This th- I, I wish we had someone. If you know a memory expert, call us. 517-798-6187. Oh, my. It's, uh, we're near the end of the show oh here. My. We'll bring a memory expert in next time, and we can talk then about the phantom time hypothesis, which, call Brent, you were talking. You were talking. 517-798-6187. Oh okay, now it sounds like, like, uh, do you guys know Coast to Coast, the radio show? With Bob the, Costas? Are you kidding me? No. That's from like with, the late 80s. With like Art Bell and George Norrie. It's, it's, it's about UFOs and monsters and sci-fi stuff. And it's on from like midnight to 3 a.m. 
And uh, it's a great radio show for like crazy stuff because when you're out west, it comes on at like 10 p.m. And uh, this is the kind of stuff they would have is conspiracy theorists. And I'm excited that we're talking about this stuff. So I feel you sounded like you came from a you know a coast to coast. I I feel like we're uh, we're near the end of the show. I feel like we're really giving these conspiracy theories a short shrift. And that's I feel true. like we should but, dedicate an entire podcast. That's actually that's, true. Let's get to the phantom time hypothesis. Yeah, so that was published. I think it's it's Herbert Illig. So the phantom time hypothesis is a historical conspiracy theory asserted by Herbert Illig, who was born in 1947. It was published first in 91. The hypothesis proposes... Wait, that's almost 50 years later. I know. It's very odd. Hypothesis proposes a conspiracy by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III, Pope Sylvester II, and possibly the Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII to fabricate the Anno Domini dating system retrospectively so that it placed them at the special year of AD 1000 in order to rewrite history to legitimize Otto's claim to the Holy Roman Empire. And so what was the century that we skipped? It was like a phantom time of 297 years so that we skipped years AD 614 to 911. Okay, so that means they made up 297 years of history because yeah. we don't have a gap of 297 years where we don't know anything that yeah, happened. Yeah, and that's that's what it says that there's a there are a lot of gaps, which is what sort of pushes this theory forward, but that they tried to fill it in as best they could. So what what are the 297 missing years? Like, do they say like, oh, it's it's the like fifth century to the seventh century? Because yeah. it's like consecutive two hundred ninety seven years. Is that correct? Yes. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. Okay. We're not. We don't have time to go into. It. That's why we're going to get our memory expert and and, and our truth historian. Whatever topic you want to send us. That's a really Gunners. fun conspiracy. Like you're teaching yeah. me about this. Yeah. I don't know where I first heard it, but I really. I, that's the one I'm going with. I like. I want students. I want my employers as well as my students believing that I think that 297 years of human history since the time of Christ was made up by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III. So we're like almost 300 years closer to Christ than we thought before this podcast started. That's pretty neat. So if there's, a, a, if there's a weird takedown of this episode after Gooners, if you're wondering what happened to it, if there's a awkward apology on the Afternooners Twitter handle from Brent. It's because our employer uh, made us apologize for uh, for that conspiracy theory that we've completely bought into hook, line, and sinker. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody is t- entitled to their own opinion. Thank you, Billy. I, I, I can't wait to a NyQuil-addled Robbie starts having dreams tonight, <laughs> bringing all of these conspiracy theories together. He's playing one-on-one versus Kyrie Irving. And then having to go around a planet in order to score on him while, you know, the, the Holy Roman Emperor is trying to unfairly ref the game. Except the planet's so far away from the sun, it took me 297 years to come back to the basket. All the while, there's a group of bears in the stands chanting, Berenstain, Berenstain. But the other side, the st- bears in the stand are chanting, Berenstain. Mm-hmm. I think that they're chanting something like, Bear my stain. Bear my stain, oh. and it's and it's like this, like this, like scarlet letter that Robbie's now like, oh, and then he's haunted by it for years to come, and he develops a meta theory based on our conspiracy theory podcast. That's how the afternooner will become uh, famous. And then I think the end of the dream is Robbie, you closing it out, saying something along the lines of, "Thanks for listening to the show this week. 
I'm Robbie. Brent was here. Billy was here. I'm a little under the weather. My voice is almost completely gone. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Tweet at us, at The Afternooner. Until next time. So long, sanity. I can't wait to a NyQuil-addled Robbie starts having dreams tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.